Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of the Heartfelt Podcast. I'm your host, Athena, and today, in honor of Black History Month, let's talk about mental health as a Black person. As a young Black woman myself, I have struggled with mental health a lot, and it really, like, consumes you. And one thing that was the hardest for me apart from dealing with my mental health was getting help like I think I would have been fine um with my mental health if I got help earlier when I was like 13 12 around that time but since you know black parents they're more resistant to trusting therapists or psychologists with their kid or they just don't believe in mental health or believe that you have mental health problems that I didn't get the help that I needed and now well I'm working on it um so I just want to shed light on the struggles that we as a black people we go through so I struggle with depression and anxiety and probably more stuff that's not diagnosed yet but it's very hard for me to get up out of bed sometimes or have motivation to do my homework I lose motivation fast or I'm more sensitive than my family or my friends I feel things much deeper than anybody else so I yeah there is a very high lack of mental health awareness in black families and like I said I can attest to this and I know people like uncles, aunts, great aunts who needed help but their family just pushed them away and was like, Oh, like you're not mentally ill, you're just you're just a little crazy. <laughs> you're just a little crazy. You're just a little sad. Get over it. You want some food? Like you're gonna be fine. So you like we really have a lack of of awareness and a lack of help you know you might be struggling and you ask for help and you get denied by your family like oh you're not autistic you're just a little special like excuse me okay it's not what the doctor said but anyway I also believe that apart from your family Um, If you go and get help um, and you end up seeing a therapist or a psychologist or any, you know, counselor, if they are white or maybe just like a different ethnic group, they won't get you as much as, you know, people of your own counterpart would. And 
for some time they believed like like uh doctors they believed that black people were stronger than white people and obviously that's not true like we we still bleed the same blood we still die we breathe like we aren't superhuman unfortunately so yeah and then white doctors tend to have more especially racist white doctors they tend to have more of a backwards thought process when dealing when handling a black patient and it's very common that women in childbirth they get ignored they don't get the same treatment and the same goes for therapists and psychologists if you're dealing with someone who knows nothing about your life like if you lived in poverty and faced racism how are they going to help you deal with let's say PTSD because of how badly you got bullied from your white counterparts you know like they can't really help you with that because they haven't been through that themselves um doctors can improperly diagnose you i've heard that a lot from like like the women i know in my life you know they go to the doctor for one thing and then they feel like they haven't gotten as much progress because they improperly diagnosed them and now they're taking medication for something that they don't even have when really they just were lacking iron or like vitamin A. And you can also get um, underdiagnosed. You know, you could, like, I've heard stories of women um, really having autism while the doctor said, oh, like, you're just, um, like, you just have ADHD. So. Now they're handling a problem that they don't really have. And yeah, um, there's also more elevated depression rates among minorities, which makes sense because as much as people like to deny it, our country is built to where we're still how do I say it like we're still lower than everybody else we still get treated poorly it's much better than segregation and Jim Crow laws but we are still not perceived so there is a problem when it comes to minority minority groups facing discrimination and poverty poverty is also the reason why a lot of minorities face depression because most minorities and immigrants um black people they live in low-income areas where there's a lot of gang violence and crimes, drugs, substance abuse. Of course, you're going to get higher rates of depression 
anxiety, PTSD, um, probably attention disorders too. There's so much going on. Of course, your mental health is going to decline. And I also believe that stereotypes stereotypes also really play into black mental health because if it's been forced upon you that oh like you're you live in the hood you dress a certain way you're black um you have long nails you have kinky hair you will feel like you're not your person you'll feel like the stereotype that they make you out to be which is let's say the ghetto black girl the whitewashed black girl the promiscuous black girl or the gang banging um black boy the weird black boy or weird black girl um ghetto black boy you know those stereotypes do affect us more than we think because we're pressured into this box and i mean if you're in a box like it's hard to get out so it takes a lot of awareness within your community and within you to break yourself out of that shell and realize i'm not um i'm not this person i'm not i'm not deshaun i'm not uh sharkisha because they like they love using those names against us when really those names are rooted in what slavery so stereotypes really do affect the black community more than we think stigmas affect us too um and i can attest to this too because i hate being perceived as being less than i'm i was raised in a prominently white area i lived in brooklyn for some time bay ridge and then i moved to east new york which is one of the top dangerous hoods in um new york i blanked out for a second in new york so you know there's a lot of crime a lot of gang violence and i grew up with my cousins and you know i was raised in a mostly white and more ethnic area just not a lot of black people like there's a lot of arabs um asians europeans all of that african a lot of africans so the the change from coming to a high income area to low income area was so devastating because i felt like i couldn't fit in with my cousins and even still to this day like i can't i don't fit in because you know they were raised to um to be a certain way and i was also raised to be a certain way a different way so when i came the music was 
different they would ask me oh do you know this song like how do you not know this song you don't know who Nicki Minaj is you don't know who Drake is you don't know who French Montana is no (laughs) no like I was a hard Taylor Swift fan and I loved Mike I love Michael Jackson for some reason I was obsessed with him like I and I was also a Rihanna girl like I was more into pop than rap and even still to today like I'm not a rap girly like I like different genres of music I just don't listen to rap that much I love rap but I'm mostly of a pop or like house music or R&B alternative R&B so when I came I'm like I don't know what's going on (laughs) I do not listen to this music at all and it wasn't I wouldn't say a bad influence on me but it did change me as in I'm a little more balanced now you know I'm not fully quote-unquote whitewash I'm not fully quote-unquote ghetto which is the two stereotypes that affect us the most so I've been able to see both sides and in black communities you know you're pressured to be black which is kind of weird like why do I have to be black to be black like why do I have to um like if I don't like chicken what do you mean what's wrong with me not liking chicken all of a sudden oh you're not black you're not black enough or if you don't dress a certain way they'll make fun of you like what are you wearing you're wearing sketchers you should be wearing nikes or jordans it's like nobody has that money to spend on spend two hundred dollars on some shoes that are gonna last maybe two years maybe three maybe seven if i'm lucky so you know there's just that pressure and the designer trends to if you don't have your hair done a certain way and i see this a lot on instagram like there's this one girl she keeps popping up on my instagram feed and she doesn't really like have her hair done like um one time she had a leave leave out i believe like quick weave if you don't know what that is it's just like half a wig and like the front is left out so that it blends in naturally um and they were making fun of her because her hair was like frizzy in the front because if you have type 4 hair of course it's not going to lay down slick fried dyed and laid to the side so (laughs) so they were making fun of her for that and it's like most of them were black people other black women hating on another black woman and they were like are you looking for a white man because there is a stereotype that black women with bad wigs or like messy hair um attract white men which okay (laughs) it's funny but it's not um so you know that's like a trend now if you're if your wig is crusty you're gonna attract a rich white man which sure if you say so and i remember um going to going on vacation and visiting my dad because he lives in the caribbean so i went to go visit him and you know i'm not quote-unquote whitewash like i'm not 
like I embrace um, black culture in America, meaning I like wearing flashy jewelry or I want to say long nails because I don't wear long, long nails, but I, I do wear nails. I like having chunky rings and big hoops and the the bun, edges suits. And I remember my dad and my stepmom, like, they would kind of look, not kind of, they do look down on African-American culture. And I'm Caribbean-American, so, like, it's a little different. So I'm like, African-American culture is different, but we do absorb that culture. Because that's who I was raised around. I was raised around African-Americans, especially in Florida. Um, so I, of course, absorbed African-American culture, which is also Caribbean girl, uh, culture, too. And African culture. So I don't know why there's like this little discrimination against black people in America so much anyway um and of course I talked different of course I had a different accent of course you know if I would get heated or if I'm excited of course a different tone would come out a different accent it happens like I have a whole bunch of accents and they just kind of slip out at once so I mean sometimes so of course I'm gonna have different values because I lived in America so I remember my dad um I don't remember exactly what I did but he he gave me a whole lecture on like how black women aren't classy and you know like don't become one of those ghetto girls um you know it's not cute and in my head, I didn't say anything because I was really mad because I'm like, leave me alone. Like, you're not one to talk. He is, he should not be talking because I know, I know what he was doing back in the 90s. Anyway, so I, in my head, I'm like, I don't see what the problem is because at the end of the day, like, all of this, like, being called ghetto or ratchet, it comes from slavery. <laughs> I'm going to bring slavery into it again, because where do you think African Americans came from? Africa. How did they come from Africa? Hmm? Okay. So, of course, we bring our cultures, and of course, when you're in such a heavily populated area of different ethnic cultures everything is going to mix and black people they take they take their little customs from different cultures from their own culture and they mix it all together and when you combine that in low income areas especially back in the 60s 70s 80s that's when all the immigrants were coming you know you have the italians the um the greeks you know like every um, European immigrant that was coming at that time mixing in with also low income black families so yeah like there's um, a lot of diversity and nails for example they started from when the Vietnamese people they came here and they would 
they needed uh, a, a source of money, so they did nails. No. Okay, stomach. They did nails. They did. Um, eyebrows. Hair. They sold hair, the beauty supplies. That, in my opinion, is not ghetto. And we can talk about baby mama, baby mamas, and all of that stuff. But then again, right? Having baby mamas is, is ghetto in black culture, right? But, um, Johnny. Johnny, I don't know, like, what's what's a rich last name? Johnny Dickinson. Hmm? This is an imaginary person. He's white, obviously. He's, he's rich. And he has a wife and kids, right? But he also has a mistress. And had a baby with that mistress. And he has another mistress. Maybe he had an ex-wife before that. Or maybe an ex-girlfriend. And let's say he has 10 kids. Why are you berating only one race when the white race is doing the same thing? Hmm? It doesn't make sense because there's a whole lot of celebrities who have multiple quote-unquote baby mamas. But when it comes to black people it's bad how about we abolish the whole thing for everybody hmm why is why is it only us talking about oh like we're bringing down the people you know and one thing too black joy is considered ghetto um let me get into that okay let's let's think about it um an old white lady right and you're with your group of friends, you're at the park, or maybe you're in the mall, you know, you're being loud, you're laughing, you're smiling, you know, you're having a great, you're a great time, you're in public, you're hanging out with your friends, and this white lady comes up to you, and you're like, and she's like, oh my god, like, you guys are so ghetto, like, you're bringing on the peace, and disturbing the peace or whatever. Then, another group of white girls comes and does the same thing um no repercussions for them but we're the ones that are allowed okay we're just laughing we're having a grand time like we're not doing anything crazy and there is some people that take a little too far and go crazy in public which okay but there's people who do that in every race so why are we consider getting for it but then oh them oh they're just crazy huh okay um so like trying you know trying new styles new identities as a black person is so humbling because you know you wear all black one day and then your friend is like oh my god you emo your dad or whatever you look emo today are you gonna do something with your hair why are you in my business anyway um and then also being called grown i feel like that help that like helps i mean it brings down black girls self-esteem so much 
and like nobody really thinks about it because it's just you know it's just been repeating over and over since slavery because this 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 phrase is literally rooted in slavery oh you think you're grown you're too promiscuous and there's a lot of kids um i know who obviously like they did the they developed earlier than most girls because i don't know if you noticed but african women have a different physique african-american women have a different physique most of the time so of course we develop earlier of course we're gonna have different body proportions and you know your mom or whoever will shame you for being grown you know you can't wear certain clothes because oh this sticks out too much oh why is your stomach out oh your cleavage is showing um but then little little becky is wearing the same outfit that i'm wearing but it's not a problem and then also you know you can't paint your nails red because that's grown i've heard that a lot which is okay like i've heard people say that that's happened to them a lot and that just blows my mind because it's just it's literally just a color it's a color it's a color and then wearing acrylics is grown too okay wearing long acrylics that's a different story i just don't know why you would need to be wearing extra extra large nails at 13 but still anyway um also black women with long hair if you get a wig at an early age like i've been on instagram and i've seen girls like they get like young girls they get um long box braids or maybe they have maybe they straighten their hair for graduation pictures for middle school graduation pictures where they have like a wig in um and then the comments will be like this is so cute but it's too grown for her she's a she's a baby like she doesn't need to be wearing that or you dye your kid's hair a different color and then that's too grown too um emily just got her hair dyed blue why is it a problem if my hair is red or my hair is brown or ginger how am i being grown okay like she has pink hair pink and blue hair okay um and let me stop talking about women for right now but black men um I wouldn't say they have it the worst, but they do have it bad. I think there's a lot of toxic masculinity in black households and black families and communities. I've noticed that a lot. And also everything being called gay or too feminine. So, you know, black fathers or even black moms or uncles um they they like like they restrict black men a lot and black men 
or black boys don't have the opportunity to find their identity as easy you know and they get really pushed into these boxes where you know if you're gay you're no son of mine if you do this that's you're you're being too feminine like there's just um like being being well taken care of like having good hygiene for some reason that was considered feminine you know cutting your nails is considered feminine taking care of your feet is feminine and I'm not gonna say too much but washing a certain area of your part was also considered gay like you're just being clean how's that gay anyway and then we're also they're also forced into like i said before gang banging stereotypes like some of these some some most black actually i'm gonna say black boys they have a lot of potential you know we can have future engineers future scientists future doctors future surgeons future librarians future teachers and i've noticed now that like if i go up to any black boy in my school and i ask them hey what do you want to be when you're older athlete Hmm. rapper i want to be a producer oh i want to be an entrepreneur or a youtuber or a streamer okay cool but like it's very rare for me to ask a black boy oh what do you want to be when you grow up and that they'll say like a oh like i want to find the year for cancer or i want to be a doctor and save people or i want to like be a zookeeper like i there's no there's not a lot of effort to push black men and black boys into believing that they can do things that aren't just catered to them you know what i mean like go out there and fight for your career go build yourself up you don't have to be like everybody else if you're really passionate with animals you should go work with them like you know you know you don't want to be a rapper but then again it's not really their fault because these record labels they push rap so much into mainstream media and you know what we do not just black men not just black boys not just black girls not just black women but also white people they are pushing that and we absorb the content that's in there which is what crime substance abuse and 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 rapping and doing things the easy way which is not really easy if you think about it i also believe that black moms they there's a saying and it's like black black uh, moms they raise their daughters 
but love their sons and if you like really think and reflect on that it goes deeper than you think because I personally haven't really felt like I was unequal to my brother because my brother is older than me maybe if I was an older sister maybe I would feel that way but I know friends I know people who feel like they're the mom when really they're just 16 and they're being forced to not forced but told and raised to provide to cook to clean to do all the household chores and then you know their brothers or uncles or dads just get to sit there and play the video game all day and not do anything you know maybe once in a while they wash the dishes or build something but most of the time in black households it's the black women doing all the work which okay it's it it frustrates me a lot because black women are pressured to do everything and like it's it's 2024 it's not 1960s anymore it should be a new age where black men take responsibility in the household too and i feel like that follows them later on into life and this is part of the reason why we have so many deadbeat fathers i believe um and actually that's not true 50 percent half is actually half half 50 percent of the black population are absent fathers so i just feel like raising your son to not have responsibility in the household is obviously going to set them down the wrong path of course they're going to have five baby mamas of course they're not going to know how to cook and clean and then when you go to their house they're going to be like oh my god like where's your bed it's on the floor it's just no problem with that if like you have no money and you're you're still growing but you have money but you spent it on a substance that you shouldn't be taking anyway so i think it starts in the household and we as a generation when we have our own kids black people we need to put discipline responsibility and structure into our young black sons and there's been a lot of controversy about like the mother's son intimacy like what's it called um incestual uh like emotional incest emotional incest so it's basically when the moms treat their son like a husband (laughs) so there's a lot of that going on i believe yeah we need to just like help black men flourish and that's where we are lacking part of what we're lacking um what else can I talk about colorism oh my god colorism is so detrimental 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 I'm sorry guys um to 
black people as a whole and I myself am light-skinned and I've seen so much discrimination within our own people to where black men are like I don't like dark skins I actually prefer white women more or I prefer light skins um light skins are better dark skins you know they call them slurs and mean things hating on them insulting dark skins but you're they're lighter than you you're darker than them you're a black man and you're darker than whoever you're hating on your mom is dark skinned too your own mother so it's a lot of self-hatred within the black community and like I said that affects our mental health that's why we have high rates of depression suicide we internalize a lot of that self-hatred and then we push it out onto others and you know what that does creates a cycle because that person that they're bullying is going to internalize that too and then eventually they'll push it onto somebody whether it's their daughter their friend their their mom their father they're gonna eventually um externalize that into their community and that's how this cycle continues so i believe the cycle stops when we finally learn that we are good as we are and we need to do better and we need to start really being there for each other because i think there's a lot of discord between families and really we just need to stick together like yeah um going back to the lack of mental health awareness I searched this up um, last night and about only 25% of African Americans seek mental health treatment compared to 40% of white Americans and this links back into what I was saying about how first it starts within a family the family your family might discredit you you know you're not depressed you just need to focus on your homework you're not depressed you need to just get off that phone um no you're not anxious you just have a stomachache like relax you're being dramatic um So it starts within the family and then, hey, maybe your family is supportive and they're like, okay, honey, I want you to get uh, some help. You got to get help and your doctor completely dismisses you. Oh, like it's just your hormones. Um, It's just your hormones. Uh, Are you, did you start your period recently? Are you pregnant? Hmm? And it's like, no, I've been struggling with this since I was eight like bro I'm like help me (laughs) help me and then they completely dismiss you as a person they'll treat you as if you're less than 
did you ever try talking to your mom about it no my mom will beat me like he, like okay not my mom but i'm saying like in a situation you know a black girl is talking to her white therapist about how her mom like she feels uncomfortable with her mom's boyfriend coming over or whatever and then she'll mention it to the therapist like oh i don't know how to do this like i don't know how to bring it up to my mom and then the therapist will be like have you tried journaling did you ever maybe think to talk to your mom about it and it's like no most black parents they get um defensive and aggressive and it's it's different for black households like i just said so there's a there's a lack of regard and understanding for black people so of course there's going to be a lack of looking for for mental health treatment to conclude black mental health is very important and as a black woman myself i've struggled with mental health i've seen people who struggle with mental health my family struggles with mental health and it gets disregarded a lot of times or mistreated misdiagnosed you know we get looked over we're not really a part of statistics like that because they're not paying attention to us and i also believe that it starts within your own family your own community and we need to do better and also people need to do better and you know what type of people i'm talking about um i think i'm just gonna end it with some tips as i usually do and i first off i want to say you need to genuinely embrace who you are and this means trafficking okay trashing every single negative hateful thing someone has said to you or will say to you in your life you are beautiful you're smart and you deserve better and i think we should not let stereotypes tell you who you are as a person like block everybody out block them out if you're being called ghetto so what so what and what what are you gonna do about it okay um i think just embrace who you are and block everybody who has anything negative to say about you and this isn't just within the black community don't listen to what other people say about you because only you know who you are at the end of the day who's there for you you okay um stand up for yourself that's another tip stand up for yourself embrace the role of being an angry black woman and let me tell you something i've noticed people only call you angry when you stick up for yourself as a black woman people only call you angry when you stick up for yourself because they expect you to just sit there and take it like no you should know who you are and taking disrespect shouldn't should not be tolerated like i'm not saying be disrespectful back or fight them or curse them out like no 
stand up for yourself in such an articulate manner that they're speechless because they just got thrown off by the big word that you just threw at them like be mature about it and stand up for yourself embrace the role of being an angry black woman if you hear something that you disagree with you're gonna you disagree respectfully i disagree because da 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 Um, and remember, like, it's okay to not be a strong black woman or man. And this is so, this is so useful because I feel like everyone in my life, like, they pressure me to be okay and to stay strong and be independent, independent black woman. And like, no, like, that's not who I am. I'm sensitive. I take things to heart. I cry, I get hurt, I get mad, I get exhausted, I bleed, and I bruise because I'm human. Like, I'm going to feel emotions. I, oh, like, as black people, we expect to just, like, bottle it up and never talk about it because there's so much worse things going on in the world. It's like, no, like, I feel a certain type of way and I want to talk about it, and I want to get help, or I want to start something new, and you're, like, disregarding my feeling because I'm black, because I'm, I should be strong, because I've dealt with much worse, and I'm an independent, independent black woman, no, I don't have to be strong and unbreakable all the time, like, it's okay for me to ask help, I don't have pride, I'm vulnerable and that's okay but I also have boundaries which like I said is standing up for myself and I just need to work on being less aggressive about it but I'm working into it um I guess another tip would to be yeah like find your passion tune into your gifts your hobbies strong area areas learn financial independence and literacy like chase the bag chase after your dreams pursue a fulfilling career um like i said if you want to be a zookeeper go into zookeeping if you want to be a a biomedical engineer go for it who's stopping you who's stopping you we have come so far from the 1800s to now it's been 200 years like we have the opportunity to grow and be better so another thing like i said before stand with other black people stop putting down our people like stop putting down other people but also remember to enforce accountability like i said black men we need to do better at raising them because like i said it starts within the house and then when you when you're pushed into the cruel environment that is america you're not gonna do well because you've been babied like no we need to force responsibility accountability um having a positive attitude so I believe that's all I have to say for today. So thank you for tuning in. 
and again happy black history month and we have to stick together we have to be better we have to grow so that's what i have for you for you guys today thank you for listening bye